Welcome to our Technic Podcast. Hi everybody and welcome back to our mini-series where we're looking at the updates to Partel of the building regs. Now my name is Ed Morris, I'm Technical Manager for Altechnic and I'm joined by my colleague today which is Steph Allchurch and she's Product Development Manager here at Altechnic. Now we've spoken about fabric first, we've spoken about heat loss calculation so we look at the efficiency of a building. Now the next part of this are the bundles that we want to look at is lowering flow temperatures. Yeah. So there's some key, key messages around that so what's your Firstly, what's your thoughts on, on lowering flow temperatures in systems? I think um, it, it's quite obvious that at the moment we are running systems around 80 degrees and uh, essentially we don't need to be running uh, systems at that higher temperature. Um, you know, it would be um, quite rare that all of that energy is consumed and what we want to ensure is we get the, the greatest delta T between those uh, from where the flow that's coming in and the return that's going back. Yeah. Um, so by reducing those, we're going to be consuming and using more of that temperature and then taking back cooler temperatures, obviously, back to the heat generator to, to be reheated again. So you're getting that greater delta T between the two, which is going to give you a greater energy efficiency for your property. Um, I mean, historically, we have, as I said, run systems at 80 degrees. The new regulation is uh, requesting that it's a maximum of 55 degrees. So there's a significant drop there, um, which is obviously going to mean a few changes and challenges to how you actually design your system. It may be a case that we need to look at larger pipework sizes. We may need to look at uh, larger radiators, for example. But we've also got other technology, as an example, um, heat interface units. We've got um, um, underfloor heating, which is all set up, ready to work at lower temperatures from the outset with very little um, change required, except for obviously altering the heat generator in the first place. So that will be quite a big benefit. Yeah. I think one of the things that, that is, is very apparent from, from certainly some of the changes that have come in through the, the, the part L update is that we talk about energy efficiency, but talking about you know, using what you produce basically. Now we look at heat loss. So when we talk about heat loss before, we talk about all that energy that we're overproducing yes. and not using. And this is exactly the same, isn't it? You know, say traditionally we'd store at 80 degrees, wherever it might be. We don't need that. We just produce an extra cost Absolutely. to create extra. Whereas by lowering the temperatures, we're only really using what we're producing. But I guess, you know, there's, there's other things you know, on a, on a side factor, that is that we have certain valves and systems which are set up to work at high temperatures. So I think, you know, certainly us as manufacturers and, and, and other people in stores need to understand the impact it can have on, on other parts of the system as well, don't they? Definitely, yeah. I mean, if we take a hot water cylinder as an example of that, um, traditionally you would uh, store the water at 60 degrees. Uh, you may even have a, a thermal purge or a disinfection at a slightly higher temperature of 70 degrees, obviously to, to ensure that you don't get any Legionella or bacteria uh, growth. Um, but traditionally, you'd store at 60 and you distribute around 55. It may be a case that, um, you know, we need to look at other technologies like tempering valves, as an example, to reduce that temperature of water down. So you can still store at that temperature. That is not a change that is dictated by these building regs. It is just the distribution temperature. So it may be a case that you need to use additional uh, valves and controls to actually reduce that temperature to make sure you've got that uh, circulation. Temperature at no yeah. more than 55. And I guess even so, you know, like you say, there's no at the moment no regulation against 
storing the water at that temperature. You know, you don't want to have an electric immersion running up to 80 degrees at, at cost, which you don't really need. You know, exactly. you know the, the, the energy crisis, which we're in at the moment with the cost of living and stuff, you know, you want to reduce as much as you can when it comes to, to, to cost to running systems, really, don't you? Yeah. And using, again, a hot water cylinder is a good example, actually, by um, having a higher temperature coming in or even stored and then reducing it down to a lower temperature, you can get more usable water from the actual cylinder itself. Yeah. Um, so that can be a benefit. Um, okay, possibly talking more about on the domestic side, on the uh, the secondary side, um, but looking at you know houses uh, having more people living in them, more more water supply uh, required for for showering and bathing, and and obviously you know that is a benefit. You don't need to necessarily upgrade your hot water cylinder. You can just add a tempering valve to it to get more usable water for yeah. the, for the family. And there is of course, Kevin, you may not be able to circulate at fifty five. You know that that also is, so it does also state in the update that if you can't circulate at fifty five, that you have to do the lowest the lowest temperature possible Absolutely, to suit the actual yeah. building as well. So there is a caveat to it if it's, if it's not exactly possible. But yeah. again, I think it's really interesting. Though. Again, we, we're heading towards that drive for efficiency and I think things like this are really going to help, aren't they? So Definitely. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening and see you again soon.